0: We are here. What's good, my people? (laughs) We are here on a Wednesday. I'm your host, Kennard. Got my co-host, Brittany King with me. I'd like to welcome you to Dope Dialogue, episode 10. We in the house. What's going on, Brittany? How you doing today? I'm well.
1: How are you? Um,
0: It's Wednesday, man. It's the middle of the week. (laughs) Saturday. Got, it is not a Saturday. I'm super <laughs> busy going right now. Uh, it's just a lot going on for me, you know. Uh, I got I got content that I'm getting ready to drop. i was trying to run some ads. Uh, you know, managing the house. You know, mm. just trying to create, getting prepared for the podcast, dealing with the election. Mm. You know, that's uh, a thing but it's been a good week so far for you.
1: Yeah. I had a busy end of my last week. So the top of this week was a little slow motion, which was good. It was a welcome slow motion. So. Ah, Mm -hmm.
0: we gotta be happy for a welcomed slow mo. Mm -hmm. I I would tell y'all, uh, be happy that you're here. Uh, Live call in is 419-464-7246. Look, if you like the show, share us on Facebook, uh, share us on Twitch with the homies of YouTube. That's where we at. Uh, if you want to comment, feel free, go to Twitch, go to, click on the little icon on YouTube. You're on the page. Click on it and take you to your Facebook. You can comment there, uh, Before we get into all of that, though, uh, we're going to talk about the upcoming election. Uh, Mm. Next week, right? Next two. Next
1: week. This time, next week, we will know something. Ooh. Ooh.
0: Man, look, the way 2020 is going, I don't know. I don't know but let's talk about it. I I mean, I think for me, what I wanna get into today is voting, which seems to be very simple, in my opinion, uh, to do, or something that's simple that you should do. Shouldn't say it's simple to do because we do know that there are people out there uh, that have made it harder this year to go vote, right? they restricted the mail-in bo- uh, ballot locations. Uh, the identification requirements changed in certain districts. Uh, registration uh, was different and made uh, was made to be difficult than in previous years. And so, you know, I've I didn't vote until Obama, honestly, and I didn't vote until obama primarily because he was african american like not ashamed to come out and say i saw somebody that looked like me and it was super historic in that he could represent the first african american to be the leader of the free world and so i voted before that i never really voted if i think back that was 12 years right we had eight and four huh? Trump 12 years ago uh was when I first voted and I was just getting into my... I was about to be in my 30s. I lived a lot of life up till, you know, in my 30s and, and at that particular point, I never saw a point in huh? voting. Just being honest. I never saw the impact of what voting could do for me or my culture, my family. I felt like the game was already rigged. To a certain extent, I still believed that. But it took me a long time to vote because I just didn't care as a young person. Once again, president, I never really felt his... His power or influence as being one man or an institution directly upon me other than the oppressive side of what government was. When I was raised, we weren't, weren't raised to trust the institution because we knew that the institution never really looked at us as being valuable enough to invest in after they've pretty much historically tried to tear us down, black people. And so I never cared to vote. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Once again, at the age that I was, this wasn't important. Wasn't in the realm of reality. As I've grown, I vote now. I take it serious. I neither identify as a Democrat or a Republican now. I did for a long time support Democratic Party because I felt like their policies were empathetic, that they tried to at least display some sort of decency in the programs That were geared for the people. And I do key on just, you know, display. That's what it looked like. Looks like, hey, I'm a Democrat. I wake up. Yo, I believe in this because they're about the people. They're going to give money to the people. They're going to help the people who struggle. They're going to care about those that are homeless. And this is the way a, a democratic state works. We all help each other and we can all grow. I've lived long enough to see that Bill Clinton was in office and when he was in office, I didn't vote for him, but I felt like I identified with the party because money was free flowing during the time he was the president and he was in office. As I got older, I started to look at my community. As I got older, I started to look at the opportunities my counterparts were getting versus the opportunities I was available for. I started to pay attention to the power structure of, you know, who was in power on the boards, who were running the, the companies, who were making the decisions. I started to look at, you know, the student boards your local boards, who's running your county, who's running your city. A lot of times I didn't really see a representative for me on those boards talking about my issues, talking about what affects me. Largely, I feel that African-Americans are an afterthought until it comes time to vote. And that's just the way that I see it. Even now, it's only popular to be black when you're trying to get the vote. When it's not election season, I I don't know. Maybe I'm the problem. Maybe I'm not out there enough in the board having the conversations and saying, hey, these are the things that are happening and we would like to see them change. I'm not out there like that. That's not how I like to serve. I would much rather commune with my people and talk about finances and how we can grow because it's just my opinion. I don't, I don't believe... I don't believe that you can really influence change in this country without money. Just the way the capitalistic system is built system that's built to divide for the opportunity for a group of people to capitalize. We can see this in our sports. Certain amount of teams. We create drama. You have to select the team. Once you select the team, this is the team you're with. You don't like that other team because they wear different colors, different region. You don't have to star players you like. And in this competition created by division, there's money to be made. We can capitalize. That's why you may be a fan of the Lakers or you may be a fan of the Clippers, but the people who really win, are those that run the NBA and own the NBA teams. They're capitalizing off of the drama. They're capitalizing off of the division. Teams are on that side, this team is on this side. And so as I look at it, the system works the way that it's supposed to work. But the only way to affect change is to accumulate wealth. I think that once you start to accumulate wealth, then you can start investing in the things that are important to you, such as your community. You still have to give time, but you want to elect the officials and then put your financial support behind the officials who represent you. And all too often, when I've looked at it, when I've watched, none of the people that I've seen are worthy of that support. And then followed by financial help to say, hey, I'm gonna help this campaign because this individual represents me. Just, I don't see it. I would much rather talk with my brothers about, hey, how can we do what we gotta do? Can we put some money together and go purchase them it might not be my generation but a generation removed after i go my grandkids may be carrying on the torch say hey we have this power this influence we've accumulated some wealth with with a foundation of individuals and all right let's move forward yo what's good shout out to tony giovanni thanks for tuning in homie That being said, we in a real dilemma. I voted every election since the first Obama election. I believe that people should have the right to vote for whoever they wanna vote for. You wanna vote for Trump, that's cool. That's your right. I get that people get up, how could you do it? I don't don't live my life that way. That's energy I don't even wanna take home. (laughs) It's not energy that I I would choose to even fight. I don't even want to convince you. I'm not here to convince you. Truth is ugly. When I look at Trump, I look at Biden, I don't see either being a good choice to lead our nation, change the problems. Unfortunately, I've had four years of Donald Trump, and I'm in a position where... think he's presidential. In the end, fake news or not, conduct becoming of a president is not represented by the person we currently have in office. Now, I may not be all the way informed. Trump may have some good policy. I don't know. Good. I don't care, though. As a president, I don't like him representing me. Now, I, totally different. I've met some individuals that don't care about him personally, but they believe in his policies. Policies have made their money. I'm talking about black people. I've met some black people and, and one would be like, oh, come on. No, that don't make no sense. But yeah, I mean, even 50 Cent came out and said what he said, right? 50 was like, look, I looked at what Biden is offering. I make a lot of money, I don't know if I'm down with that tax code, I'm with went, went, I went Trump. And that's just right. Now I know people who wanna cancel you, people wanna look at you and say, you know what, everything that you've done, we getting rid of that because you on the wrong side of this. I would tell you arguing back and forth with people, what does that get us? I'm going to vote for who I'm going to vote for. I ain't about to argue with nobody. Not over that. Because in the end, he's a figure here. I mean, think about who you voting for. You voting for electorates, the electoral college. You're not even voting directly for this person. You voting for somebody else who's going to vote for you because they don't really trust you. They don't really believe that you know, as an American, the president should be. You had to vote for somebody who got to vote for somebody. I'm not mad at you. Don't vote for Trump. That, that, that makes, I don't care who you want. Not about to jump down your throat. All I can tell you is I've had enough of Trump. Enough. A lot of my, my people, we've had enough. I mean, I feel like as a country, we got to manage our own president. You don't even be shocked anymore. Be like, you know, this part par for the course, right? Jared Kushner came out and said that African-American people don't want to be successful. They are to blame. I'm not shocked. That's what they think. He was telling his truth. All I can do is be an indirect example. I get to the grind. I work to be successful. I try and work with other successful people. Then we try and tell our stories of success to inspire our other, other individuals that can be inspired by our stories. One day, I hope somebody say, yo, the homie Kanar, I caught him on a podcast. He was kicking that knowledge. I believe that I can do what that brother is doing and I can share my story and that inspires somebody else. All I can do. Not mad at you. Nah. I refuse to be mad at people that ain't in the way of what I'm trying to accomplish. I do not have the time. Shout out to Christian. Real speak. Neither one represents my ideals. The white homie. Okay? He he just kicking. Look. We in a bad spot as America. We don't have no good choices. And in the middle of a pandemic, all I can recommend is to love your people, encourage your people, and have a back. You no? Know? All that being said, I believe that, that you must vote. At least my people, be heard. I ain't mad if you're black and you support Trump. I might crack a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Right, I might may I might laugh at the meme. You know what I'm saying? I ain't mad though. I ain't angry. No, it was that the DA uh, in, in, in Kentucky? Right, Brianna Taylor was since the DA. I think they made fun of him. They said he was in Boat Ricks getting his haircut. They said you can't trust a black man getting his haircut in Boat Ricks. I laughed. It's funny. I ain't mad at you, man. What you got to do? Vote for who? But just vote. Be heard. And then after you vote, find a way to be a benefit to whatever cause you associate. I don't think everybody was meant to be public, but invest your time. You don't always have to invest your dollars. Find ways to volunteer, to be present, be reliable, support black owned businesses. You wanna change? Support black owned businesses. And that ain't just for black people. White people, if you think black people got a dope product, you wanna be a part of that, you pick it up. Tell your other white homies, when supported this black business, you should too. If the product is right, the product is dope, it's just a different dope. I don't know, am I wrong, Brit? What do you think?
1: Am I wrong? I don't think you're wrong. Um, I think people have the ability at this point to vote for whoever they would like to. I feel like there's only one real way to go, but that's right. just me. Right. Um, I will not shame someone for voting for Donald Trump. Publicly, I will shame them for not voting at all. Um, so I'm just gonna prepare for the worst and hope for the best, because this time next week, there will be something, hopefully something different, but there will be something. I'm tired of it, but you know, I don't feel like there's ever been a time. Let me think about this. I've only seen... My first presidential election was Obama. That was the first right. one that I was able to vote in, which I did. Um, I don't feel like I've heard about a president. even before I was able to vote as much as I have Donald Trump since he put office, I feel like it was like you know some that, someone that we heard about every now and then, you know, he'd pop up on the news here and there. But I feel like we hear about Donald all the time. We have to like police our president. We have to like keep an eye out on what the hell he's talking about and what he didn't said and what disrespect he spewed out. And I'm just tired of him. So I'm hoping we don't have to deal with him much longer. But it's more than anything, it's just important to vote, especially if you have an opinion. If you're going to be vocal about your opinion, and not do anything to change the current climate, then I don't don't have space for those people. Um, So hopefully we see something. Something different very soon. I'm nervous, though. (laughs) I ain't gonna lie.
0: So, how do you think people are gonna react if Trump loses? Because that's, that's why, so (laughs) let me just keep it a hundred. As the pandemic started, I got my gun count up. I got my ammo up. I got a little extra practice here. I saw that a couple months ago, if this don't go the way people expect, it's going to go down. It might be violent.
2: Mm -hmm. What do you
1: think? I believe it's possible. Um... I hope not, but I don't put anything past a good old Trump supporter. Um, I feel like they've made vocal their stance and what they feel would be necessary if he does not win. And I don't put that past them. Did I get my ammo up? No. Am I slipping? Probably. (laughs) I can't. I don't think I could be trusted, to be honest. I feel like I can't have no gun and then just not shoot it. So there's that on that. I don't trust myself. But um, I feel like it's very possible that it could it could go left.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, once again, I, I didn't. Shout out to all the the black militant groups out there who have armed up and shown, uh... shown up in force with, with their weapons, but. People know visibly. We out out here. We out here, Mm. right? I I mean, I read a story today about uh, a group. I'm not even gonna give it no shine, uh, but but if you do your researches, researchables. uh, There, there are a couple of groups that have.
1: People talking to me because he knows I don't do my Googles. (laughs) I I know, I know what you did there.
0: Um, There are a couple of groups out here preparing to incite violence. Trump does lose uh, for me I try and leave, live my life as a peaceful soul I've, and I should say as, as a black man I've probably reached an age that we don't often get to reach I've seen a lot um, I feel like an OG but I also understand that it's real out here right now <laughs> You know, and and, and, and you might be in the wrong place at the wrong time. And I got responsibilities. I got to make sure I make it back home. Hmm. I got things I got to handle. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know if a civil war is what's going to happen, but I do believe... I mean, they was out there with tiki torches a couple years ago.
1: Oh, I remember. Okay,
0: And, and... and he didn't lose. They, you know, they wanted to let you know that they they felt like they shouldn't have white guilt, and they was in the cardigans and in the polo shirts and the slacks with the tiki's.
1: For okay. so the record, pissed about tiki torches. Like <laughs> appropriate? Much? Yes. Let me just go get a tiki. To- anyway, sorry. It it was a funny sight. Cardigans, maga hats, tiki torches, idiots. Come
0: on. So I don't know, I hope it isn't, but it's real. I mean, they out here. You no, know, they have been feeling themselves. I mean, once again, Jared Kushner, just blunt. Black people, you are to blame for the lack of your success. What he told you. Systematic racism doesn't exist. It's a figment of your imagination. Get it, says a man. You say? it says a Jewish
1: man. What'd you say? I said, says a Jewish man. That's fine, that's cool. You know, I just your race try. They tried to take you out, bro. Uh, it's okay, never mind. Let me stop. Let me, let me chill. You got the money though. <laughs> you know when Listen. you money and you wealthy,
0: you can always tell poor people. <laughs> hey, I look. I can't tell you I'm rich. You know, but I will tell you that, that it's your fault.
1: Right? It's that sounds like that sounds like poor problems. If you weren't poor, like. Just don't be poor. Hello.
0: We big big bank over here. Big bank take a little bank.
1: (laughs) Y'all been to, y'all coming or
0: no? Uh, Big bank take a little bank. You know? A homie manifest said, I don't think anything gonna happen. They said they would go uh, Brody if he got impeached in crickets. A very small few are about it. Most of these folks are scared. No, I agree. I, I, I do agree. It's a lot of posers right, but i do I do expect that in certain areas that don't pop it's Something about their life I mean that's just the reality of the situation, you know
1: I think the the nature of people is that they're followers, so if there's enough people that are about that life, they might light a little flame in the ones that are still a little scary and be like, yeah. look, look at my well, brother I'm right there, there. He about it he I'm gonna be it with is- him.
0: A group of scary people can lose that scary if they all on the same page. Listen. I mean, driving in Texas, I saw a little 4 by 4 caravan, 5, 6, you know, cowboy deep. I shouldn't say cowboys, but it, I mean, that's me in Texas, good old boys. And they was, they was riding their flags like they was a gang. They was in these streets, letting it be known.
1: What you talking about? It is a gang. Gang, it a gang, gang, gang.
0: They was gang, gang. And then as I was riding, I noticed it was a couple older white gentlemen, top down convertible. I'm not judging them, but they was honking their horns for. them. They was super lit. I, I get it.
1: They were like, all from the conference to be
0: American. Like at that point. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That he was super lit. They got caught up in the energy,
1: right? <laughs> so they drove I, off into the Caucus Mountains, huh? Yeah,
0: you know, oh, you geez. know, they was they was bouty it, bouty. It. I I'm not the one to judge. I don't. I'm not really here to judge people. Once again, I believe you should feel free to do what it is that you think is right but I'm beyond thinking that culture of my people are to blame for what clearly over historical time has separated us from opportunity has been conspired against us to hold us down up under the mat. And really at this point, at this age, the only thing that I think that will bring us out of that is black people taking it back.
1: Hard to negotiate.
0: Aggressively
1: is what you're saying. What'd you say? Aggressively is what you're saying? Hell yeah, yeah, aggressively. Whoa, you didn't have to, your voice, it got yeah, really yeah. high. I, didn't, yeah. I didn't, Whoa. That's it's
0: just great. my take on it. And now mm. I'm not saying that, it, that, that I'm about to go out here and, you know what I'm saying, hurt somebody and inflict pain, but yeah, I think aggressively we have to get together as a voice, and if you're not willing to die for it, just get out the way.
1: I don't think we know how.
0: Don't trust each other. That's a whole another episode.
1: Yeah, that's one thing. But also, I don't think our generation has had to fight for much. So when it comes down to like really being about that action, I don't think we know how.
0: Oh no, we we comfortable. And when I say we, I include myself.
1: I, I mean, oh, I've, I'm definitely included. What are you talking I've, about? You
0: know what I'm saying? I've I've made a good living working. You no, know? like if yeah. we're just speaking transparently, like I got to the money. I hustle,"
1: he said. "The bag has been obtained. What are you talking about? I've been on it for years. Fuck your shit.
0: You know what I'm saying? Like I've done it. You know, I've gone to places in the world where my passport stamp was. Oh, it was full before it was even cool. Before rappers was talking about it. So I've, I've seen the world. You know what I'm saying? I've been places, and that isn't to brag. It's just that. I've done what's necessary and found ways to improve my situation for the things that I want in my life and that's probably made me somewhat complicit. There are times where I wanted to go to my people and give knowledge, but but I also felt very uncomfortable having a conversation with some of my black counterparts because I didn't believe in handouts. Mm. I've had trepidation in expressing myself because I never believed in looking at somebody else to put me on. Okay. But I also understood I couldn't do it by myself. So I shut the fuck up and I listened. Earned. I worked. I tried to provide value. And not ask. Put my hours in. First in, last out. I was trying to be three times better than the next man just so I could have uh, 25% less than what they get. Fighting a different fight.
1: So, with all that being said, ooh, I use one of you on you. Ah, there you go. But I'm fine. I'll be here all night. Um, Do you believe there are, there's some ounce of truth to Jared's statement? Do you believe that the reason why some black people are not successful is because they haven't done the work and they don't necessarily want to be successful enough to do what it takes?
0: All right, well, I'm going to throw this back at everybody else because this is what I always get in trouble for. I think it was a general statement. But I think that that general statement reflected (coughs) what he thought about all black people. Unfortunately, the truth is, is I'm going to make an assumption. His experience with black people have only come in one way. I've been in buildings and meetings and places where I've been told, oh, yo, you. You're like the most educated black person I've ever met. (laughs) Who says that to somebody that's black? But their experiences were so limited that I had to kind of school them. Give them the information. Indirectly, I represent my people in a lot of rooms that they're not in. So I I think the statement is too general. Wait, hold on. I'm let me finish. The statement is too general. I do think to a certain extent. There is a group with amongst our people who aren't trying to be successful. They just aren't. But there are a group of white people who aren't trying to be successful. There's a group of Asian people who aren't trying to be successful. Now, when you speak about Asian people, no stereotype that relegates them as being unintelligent. But when you speak about black people, the general thought is, is they don't wanna be successful. No, that's false. There are a lot of black people who wanna be successful that don't get the systematic racism. There are a lot of black people who wanna be successful but they need a loan, systematic racism. There are a lot of black people who wanna be successful They're not provided the education in the neighborhoods that they grow up in. In. Systematic racism. There are a lot of black people who wanna be successful killed. Being in the wrong place at the... So with all that being said, there's a segment. That's just the segment of the world. Don't wanna be successful. As I said, Kanye said for a lot of people, it's a choice. I didn't agree with how he gave us that message. But I just tried to change based on my experiences. I had a black man in my in my life to schooled me to the game, gave me information, cared enough about me that even in times where, you know, as I watched him become older, he, he might not have wanted to stay in. But he stayed. He made himself available. And I credit him, my father, as the one that just told me, look, son, I'm going to tell you the truth. They don't care about you. They'll never care about you. So don't spend your energy trying to prove something to them. Spend your energy trying to build and finding out what it is that you want from your life, and you made that happen. That came from a man who made $25,000 a year cleaning toilets. Working in plumbing in the hood, came home with pain on it. Oh. First time he voted was for Obama. Oh. Then subsequently became a Jehovah Witness. He said, "It's a wrap. I, you uh-huh. know, I'm I'm on a higher power now. I don't believe in that, you know." But that's his path. But for me, I'm a direct reflection of. Of his hard work and his knowledge and his game telling me, "Oh you know, sir, fortunately, this is your reality. And no one cares, no one gives a fuck. No one's gonna give you anything. If you want it, you gotta go take it. So for me, yeah, it's 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 truth in Jared. Jared's statement, such a very small percent. I'd tell you less than one, two percent of the African-American population don't want to be successful. That's in line with every other race in the country.
1: It's so think it's more about the lack of resources than it is direct Feeling I, think like. is,
0: I think that it's a lack of resources and a lack of examples. Mm. People only believe what they. Shit, can an example is
1: a resource.
0: Shit. Right? Example is a resource. So LeBron James is a resource, but all all too often, as we had on our last call with Marv, or I'm sorry, Derek, Derek Haley called and he said, you know, these people really shouldn't be representing them, but unfortunately the majority of the wealth that that our examples are in this country are entertainers, which includes athletes. I mean, that's entertainment, singing, podcasting, entertaining right now. Hopefully, (laughs) hopefully, you know? Uh, And so when you were a young kid growing up, I wanted to be Michael Jordan. Who I wanted to be the light-skinned short fat boy I grew up wanting to hit the jumper because that was the example it wasn't until I I matured that I wanted to just be like my father be a good man a good black man and survive I was a kid we didn't have doctors we didn't have engineers You didn't even have black male teachers. So the things I saw growing up, they're drug dealers. Had to fly his cars. These are the things that influence your mind at a young age. And then you think, how many chances does a black child get versus a white child? The black child, you mess up once and your whole life would be ruined. Resources. As a white child, you get mess up, get a good lawyer. And I mean, we talking raping people. Mm. I mean, you rape somebody and you got six months, homie. And it's selling cigarettes and you got killed. No cold. Resources. Dignity, respect. So, yeah. it, It comes down to resources. And I don't know if I should blame black people. Why haven't we organized yet? Why are we not protecting our own? Sorry, but the Black Panthers, they was. Why are we not beating up cops that's, that's hurting our people? If our if our people are innocent. I ain't say go out here and, you know, homie a killer and the police then killed him. And, and now we mad. That's, that's a whole different game. I'm talking getting pulled out of your car. And you're a passenger, not done anything. They asking for your ID. That was just on TikTok. They don't have probable cause to pull a black man out of a car. Yet they do it. Why are we not, why are we not protecting our own? Am I the problem? Maybe I've been too comfortable. But I, I think that that's kind of why I'm, why I'm podcasting right now. Look, let me have a conversation with y'all. You know, Manifest said that's the problem with white folks. If one interaction with one decent black person to them, that person is okay. But the generalization of most is the problem. And that's where they get it wrong. 100% Manifest. It's a tough conversation. I got white people who are my homies. I got white people that when they put their signs up, they, they hit me. Yo, Kanar, how you doing, homie? How's it going? How you doing in your neighborhood? You straight? That's something that cared. But often, I'm they only experience because they scared. Because of what everybody else is fed of. You know? Oh, you know. I think, uh, who's a comedian? Um, Ari Spears said, like, the biggest trick. America Everpool was convincing white people to be fearful of black people. Mm. Outside of our own community we, we lightweight, mad peaceful to a fault. So we so quick to forgive. Church. Black people ain't running up in white people's neighborhoods about no action at all. That's When you see that then you be scared. I ain't never seen no black dude roll through the suburb and just get lit. I ain't never seen him roll up through the suburb and start pulling licks. Because they see that this white person got it. It's just, that isn't the reality. The media would tell you otherwise. I'm just, I'm just talking, y'all. Just talking. You know what I'm saying? Y'all feel they would convince how, how Sway, how, how are you scared of me? I, I'm more fearful of you because I know what your system is going to do. I know what your system will do to my children. So I just, all of it is crazy. All of it is whack. And I know it's super fatigued, but coming into this election, the whole bunch of questions I got for my people. I already know what the game is. I already know what the system is. I just feel like we as a people got to do more because the generalization is there. Manifest said, go see poor white folks, poor black folks, poor any race, and the mentalities are the same. Desegregation changed everything. Folks don't want to have that conver- conversation. We were good and strong. Desegregation did change everything. And that goes back to love, Lovecraft. And I can never say the name of name of that show. Lovecraft Country. There was a scene in there, once again, where it was all black. They in the neighborhood. It's happy. We got our own problems. I think we saw an alcoholic father abusing his son, but it was in a black neighborhood. We taking care of our own. One of the black mamas came out there, black daughters, and protected him. You know what I'm saying? Like It looked affluent. It was beautiful. Almost what I imagined Atlanta to be when I went and I saw black families riding bikes with helmets on. It was, it was crazy <laughs> to me. I'd never seen it before.
1: You know? I don't think I've ever seen a black family ride bikes together in helmets, to be honest.
0: I was tripping. I was in Atlanta for probably about three hours. <laughs> and I was going to Centennial Park. Shout out to the ATL, my people there. And I was like, that's a whole black family on bikes right now. Atlanta, different.
1: Look, <laughs> <laughs> the baby. You know I don't need that.
0: And I've heard other people speak about Atlanta. Um, Isaac Hayes the uh, third. He spoke about it. So uh, you know, he talking about Black Atlanta is is where you got to be. He was trying to convince, convince celebrities. Uh, to, to come over from from L.A. to Atlanta, Tyler Perry. And so it was different there. I enjoyed it. It was beautiful to see. That's a whole different reality than what the media will portray of our culture. I mean, we don't help with some of the music that we put out, but that's... I, I love our spectrum. We are all of it, and it is beautiful. You'll never see me hate on a black man. Yeah, it's not what I would probably do. Sorry, mm-hmm. I just ain't gonna do some of that. It ain't for me, for my dude. Do what you gotta do. I ain't in your way. Matter of fact, you killing it right now. I think I was in Atlanta. I'm gonna tell this, I was in Atlanta, I think I saw somebody with the uh the Michelangelo's. I don't even know what they call them no more. The What's Michael- the, um, uh, the big ugly <laughs> shoe? B- big ugly Nike uh, sneaker. What is that? That's going to bother me now. I don't, can't, I can't remember what it's it is. It's a big
1: chunky shoe?
0: It's the big chunky runner. I got to look it up.
1: Not like the Balenciagas, right? Yeah,
0: there you go. I called it okay. the
1: Michelangelo's. <laughs> <laughs> one of them Ninja Turtles. I don't know.
0: <laughs> so, to me, in my realm of reality, that's not what I do, that's not my style. Also, it don't fit my budget. I'm going to be 100. You know, I'm, I get money, but that ain't where I'm really trying to... Because I ain't... You know, I rock Jordans. This is a different generation. But I was out in Atlanta. I was feeling myself. Black love everywhere. We out here having a good time. Uh, And I saw the homie here, like the the lime green outfit with, you know, the Balenciagas. And I'm with my photographer, and I'm like, yo, that the homie. The homie is shining right now. Like, I just... <laughs> I had to give him his flowers. I, yo, you shining right now, homie. I see you. Normally, I wouldn't even rock them shoes. I find them to be mad ugly. But you got the fit. And you, <laughs> you killing it right now. And I, you know, I got a, I didn't even want to be in the photo. I'm like, yo, this is just the moment. Capture the homie. And you know, he posed on him. He hit him from the side. You uh-uh. see? Like, he he was living his life. So, I hope, hopefully, I uplifted him. The camera our camera person uplifted. We were showing love.
1: I to him and no- the
0: Ninja Turtles. You know, <sighs> that's all I'm saying. Look, call in, let us know about the vote. I know I've been talking. There's a lot of shit on my chest. A lot of shit on my chest.
1: You yes, honey, the chest. You, you caved in today.
0: Yeah, I look. Look, I've been in the house way too long.
1: Right.
0: Mm. I, I just been in the house too long. Um, I got an itch in my ear. I have no clue what's going on right now.
1: Um Is a Q-tip not the best feeling in the world? Well, one of the I don't best. even
0: do the Q tips though. Sidebar, so <laughs> I don't even do the Q tips. Only because it. uh the doctor told me not to one time and then they got up in there, and they was like, Yo, you got mad wax, son, and then I was like, Look, I don't and so they showed me the the cleansers and blowing it in and out. And so I, I do it like that. I probably need a a quick flush real quick. <laughs> dip that
1: joint, dip that joint in some peroxide and then put it in your ear. All right, clean uh,
0: right. the, the ears bed. out, man, itchy right now. That being said, look, what are y'all thoughts? Thank you, Manifest, for contributing. I know I'm on some heavy shit. I know I've been super long-winded today, but shit was in my heart, you No. Know?
1: Something, nah. in it, Something in my heart. <laughs> my mom would bro. my My be so proud of me. Right? You know what
0: I'm saying? You, you was already killing me. Like it's just on my heart, man. And I love my people. I love people, period, man. Because we all going through struggles. Right now, I ain't even going to lie to you. This last week, I've probably received... 3 to 4 mental health calls from other individuals in my circle. And it's tough. And I had to even acknowledge for myself like I'm I'm going through some shit right now.
1: Did I not tell you that when I talked to you earlier today? Yeah. I said how are you? You said I'm good. I said who doesn't believe <laughs> yeah, you. Man.
0: I, it's just a lot of shit, man, between family, Corona, kids, racism. election facebook hating on me not letting me uh not approving my damn ads no you know I'm talking it's about okay. i'm too socially active right now
1: <laughs> it's okay little huggy you
0: know what i'm saying I, i'm in a bad spot i got some i got some mental health shit going on and, and so do my people so you got some mental health shit going on look let's talk about it i'm here oh uh, we got a call let's see what's good let's see what's good Noah, who can this be? Oh, I said I missed it. No, you oh, got it. Ah, oh, 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 yo. Welcome to Do Dialogue. You're on the air. Who we got on the line?
2: Hey, you got John Kato on the line. How you doing, brother? Oh, Mr.
0: Kato, what's going on, bro? You all right?
2: I'm doing blessed. I'm doing blessed. I wanted to chime in on some of the earlier discussion that you were having. We were talking about opportunities with young brothers. So I I agreed and I disagreed with you a little bit. Okay, Okay, with Jerry Kushner, okay, I'm not even going to go into my feelings about him. We'll keep that one separate. But I understand what you were saying. My thought process is this I think that there's a lot more brothers and sisters that want to be successful. But I don't think that they understand how to be successful. They don't have as many opportunities of role models to truly show them the ways of how to be successful. You know, brothers like you and I have had a chance to work in corporate America. So even if we weren't being taught per se, we had the chance to look at other cats who knew and got that training and we could, you know, copy off of them and do what fit best for us. But if you've never had that opportunity to be around people who succeeded, you know, you may do it what you think success is. And I think that's where the disparity with our young brothers and sisters are. You know what I'm saying? And Uh, and let
0: me reply to that. I I totally agree with you. I mean, and I I thought that at least I I tried to explain that. If I did not, that's what I meant by resources, examples. And, And so... Kato is one of my homies. Let me talk about it real quick. Me and this brother both worked in the plant. uh, And it was one of my first opportunities to see uh, black people in power. Like I worked for a a black boss, black leader. Uh, The person who ran the plant was black. Uh, And it was some politics in there that I wasn't aware of. Right, But we had examples. My uncle was a quality engineer. He was an example for me. So when I started out in college, initially, I wanted to be an engineer because I knew what an engineer did. No, it wasn't because I knew what an engineer did. It was because I saw my uncle was successful in that, right? Mm -hmm. He eventually ended up getting me the job. I was in a situation to see black people working and being successful. And I believe you are... 100% correct, Mr. Cato, where we do want to be successful. A lot of us don't know how because we haven't had the examples. And then those individuals to talk about it with. Am I right? Like, Like, we can talk about it. You've been successful. When you go through your journey,
2: did you work hard? So with my journey, bruh, I'm unique. And and I'll answer your question. It, It depends on how you look at it. I don't look back at it and look at it as being stressfully hard or it could have been harder, but we worked hard, and I damn sure worked hard to achieve what I achieved in a short time. But I also had an unfair advantage versus other brothers and sisters. You know, yeah. You made the comment of how, you know, you didn't want to be like your father until you were older. Right. Even though I'm sure your father was willing and he was showing you You're right? all of the necessary tools for you to be a successful, positive brother. Yeah. It just didn't fit what you thought success was. You thought success was the money, the holes, and what accompanied the fame with, with being an entertainer. Right. Well... I was blessed enough to have a father who was an engineer.
0: Right.
2: One of the first back in the 60s. And he was a real nigga. So he taught me and showed me the right way. Right. He was an engineer slash Black Panther. You feel there what I'm saying? So the same lessons I was taught, but I was taught how to overachieve based on the white man's expectations of me. So it's twofold. And I think that's one of the problems that we have. If you tell a brother right now that's struggling, that he's going to have to work twice as hard to get the equal pay as his white competitor, he is never going to try hard to aspire what we did to get successful in corporate America, knowing that there's no guarantee and all the odds are against him even once he gets in, like you spoke of the unforeseen politics that could even exist yeah. in an all black facility man. in Detroit. That you and I, I you. didn't think would happen until yeah. we got up in that you what know yeah, I learned so a lot up in I there. Think, you know, well, what I learned, it really wasn't a learning lesson. I just, it was a trial. It was right. a tribulation because I watched my father go through it yeah. and he schooled me on game. Beforehand, so I was well prepared on how to play the game. I was not, mentally, you I
0: know was not. That. at that time when I got up in the plant. I was, I was active. As a matter of fact, I still carry some scars because, as a black man, when I found out some of the things that were happening, I just was, I was really shocked as a black man. But I was, I was also, I was a little wet behind the ears. I didn't understand it. You know, um, and a lot of that was because I I did not have anybody to tell me and explain to me, like, this is the way it's cut. Like some of the black people in there trying to bring down other black people. It just wasn't the way I was. It wasn't what I was on. It wasn't what I was shown. And nobody really said, yo, Kennard look, you got to be weary of this as well. So it, it was a tribulation for me as well, working in the plant in Detroit, um, as well, I will speak to you and say, I know I had an unfair advantage for the simple fact that my father was there. And I learned that very early as my friends came to hang out, and my house used to be the hangout spot because everybody knew my pops was cool. He just kicked game to everybody. It wasn't just me. You know, everybody that that I kind of hung out with, my my homies, he would talk to them, you know, and and I think that put me light years ahead because I just never saw the world a lot of the way my peers saw it. You know, he told me that it wasn't going to be easy. You know, when a black man tell you, look, man, if you're looking for it to be easy, you you know, it's going to be a a long journey for you of being disappointed. You know, I just, I got on my hump. So I I agree with you, John. I think we on the same page. I hope that, that... you know, I've explained it clear enough, but I, I totally understand no, and no I doubt. totally agree.
2: No doubt. And you just said something else that that was true. You know, it's really about what you are perceptive of. Because if you just don't know, then, hey, that's where it's at. You know, yeah. you and I were just perceptive. And as our, our experiences, you know, increased, we became more perception yeah, so yeah. someone who's limited on their experience is going to have a limited perception but part of that drive now if you want to talk about someone's personal drive hey bro that's for the individual and how much heart you have into it you know that's going to be you know up to the individual also right but mm-hmm. uh you know i think opportunity now that we know where we're at we know a truer definition of opportunity. It's all about what you make of your circumstance. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a rough circumstance and an easier circumstance, depending on where you're looking at. What's easy for you might be hard for me and vice versa. It's so not gonna, right, right, I don't right, look right. at yep. it as easy or hard. It, It's just a circumstance. And it depends on how you handle that difficult circumstance, is whether it gets easier or harder, bro.
0: I look nope. so. I ain't gonna lie. I got fired from that job. They called it a layoff, but I got fired from that job. I probably fucked up. Probably I think one of them Jeep builds. I think I lightweight fucked up like a million, like one point five in builds, right? Like and and it wasn't no little shit. Like I know, I know that it was heavy because I I got my ass handed to me, and then it was some other politics involved in it. I made a couple mistakes. And at the end of that situation, like it it hardened me up and it prepared me for what I'm still going through today. I thought shit was sweet. It was like a black oasis in there. I was so happy to be around all these black people. And then when I found out how the politics was cut and how we was cutting each other and and individuals was throwing other individuals under the bus trying to say their job, Uh, you know, some of the training wasn't always where it needed to be. Felt like I might not have been in the best position to succeed, but I learned. I took that L. Most people don't know that that, that really kind of changed my life. I got, after that, I ain't had no money. I ain't know nothing about unemployment at that time. I was a contractor. I couldn't make no money. I got evicted out of my crib. A lot of people don't know. You know what I'm saying? I was living downtown. I was getting money. You know, I had the eviction notice on the door. Throwing my shit out the out the building, elevator my shit down. Yeah, like like at that point, I grew up. I became a man after that experience, you know. And I could have wallowed in it, well, but but the conversation with my dad was once again, yo, real life is hard, homie. Get over that shit. Pick yourself up.
2: Get back to the back, Be more careful. Well, let me make you, make you feel work. a little bit better. I'll make you feel a little bit better with that because you know. As you was coming in, I was on the out and and my (laughs) exit strategy was well was well rehearsed, right? Yeah. But you know, on my last on my exit, I think I went through five, six managers in that last year. Yeah. And three of them five got fired within a year after I left. Right. I left for better pastures and within three, four years the whole facility was closed down and tore down to the ground.
0: Right. And why is that? Why is that? Did you really lose? No, I didn't lose, but that's what I'm saying. In that moment, what you don't understand is, is for the person who was doing our job, the turnover was high. You weren't going to, and that's why they were independent contractors, right? Because they knew they was going to chew you up and spit you out. But in the moment, as a young black man, I ain't understand. I didn't understand that the leadership of the whole plant was pretty shitty, right? And so that being, I can say that now, you reflect upon it. You learn from it. You said something as well. Sometimes as black men, we don't even get to make it to an age where we can mature and understand that our mentality when we were young was incorrect. That's why it's sad losing people like Nipsey Hussle and Tupac and biggie because you never got these to see these kids you know become older men who can pass knowledge and be examples of what you can later on become if you try and change and do things a certain way having examples well is way more important than people will ever ever acknowledge
2: Absolutely. Well, I'm going to tell you like this, once again, some of what you experienced was a blessing. See, when you came there, well, it was like about 2003,
0: 2004 I came in in 2004.
2: Okay. I was there in '98. <laughs> when I oh, came wow, in. Was supervisors there, when I came in, supervisors were still smoking, and they were smoking some of the best fish. In the office, right? <laughs> okay.
0: Brittany, the best Kush, that Cali Kush. I don't know nothing about it. In
2: the, in the office, some in of the, the best office. shit you could get in Detroit. Some of the best shit you could get on the east side of Detroit was at the Axel plant. You better ask somebody, bro. <laughs> Believe that. Well, no. Well, no. Some of A. Hey, some of the East. Bro, some of the East Side's hardest hitters to this day came out of Detroit Axle Plant.
0: And Believe the story gets better because I, I sure enough didn't know, but I was turned on to a whole different no
2: Bro, I'm saying no names. i have never spit no names, but understand where you was at. Let's oh, put it no, this look, way: Look,
0: look, look. I understood. I ain't gonna say no names either. But when the homie. I was paging the homie uh, because I was—I I think we was messing up some builds. Uh, the homie was out uh, uh, with with a, with another employee enjoying uh, a little little hand work while we were supposed to be working. I said, man, you're supposed to be available. What is you doing? Hey man, can you stop paging me? You, I'm out here. I'm out here having a good time. I'm a break. Like it, it was the plant life was, and if we had. If we had like a whole episode, the plant life was just a whole nother situation because I think at the time we was there... Well, she, this is the plant
1: life episode.
2: You know what? Oh no, I think you just said something because I already know, if nothing else, I got several individuals that would join this podcast just for a DAP episode. Hey, bro. And invite them plant life. I mean... Bruh. Hey... And I know I got people in Texas and
0: people in Cali. I got people on the East. But look, the Midwest, where we from, plant life, being in there with with making them cars. Y'all seen a little bit of it on 8 Mile. Plant life is, is outrageous, bro. It's just, it's a whole ecosystem into itself. Like when you in there, it just, it's a whole different world. I just, like I said, man. They don't you know,
2: understand.
0: They don't. Like, look, I, I I remember my man hit me. He was like, yo, here's a flyer. I'm like, what's this for? Oh, man, we got whole parties on, on Saturdays and Sunday. How, what is this, dog? What is you doing? All of the hustles going on. The ladies hustling the dudes for time off. I think it was one chick. I know she was giving me all kinds of rhythm. Come to find out after I got laid off, I ain't never hear from her again. I said, Oh, this cut different. So, I, like I said,
2: plant. plant Nookie, was teach you a Nookie was $400 a pop. What'd you Nookie, say? Retirees, Nookie was $400 a pop. Retirees no- have pushed the price. I put the price of Nookie up to the top, bro. I thought
1: you knew. He said Nookie. <laughs> I'm not saying no name. Shit. He I'm was saying a no name. I
0: was a- I was a young man. I, I went into I went into Detroit Axle Plant, a, a young cub, and I left that motherfucker a man because my whole life really kind of changed after that because at that time, I'm going to keep it real, I think that, you know, I mean, I was clocking big-ass checks. Them, them was the biggest checks I had ever seen as a 23-year-old. Like, I'm just, you partying, you living, you spending, um... And then the hardship that came with it as well. Losing, finding who in your corner, people throwing you under the bus. It just, that's probably one of the most defining moments in my life as well. What came out of that was the first time that I had put some music together and released music. Like I got laid off. I kind of went through my shit and that and kind of started me off on this, on this path that I'm on. So Detroit Axel Plant will forever be part of my history you got anything for him brie i know look this is my homie he called in so we we reminisce a little bit i don't know
1: what's going on i don't know what's happening anymore (laughs) i want to go on record and say i don't know shit about shit (laughs) this plant life stuff i don't know nothing about it
2: plant life
1: I, i was lost like 16 minutes ago. So that's why. 16 minutes ago?
0: Okay, maybe, you maybe you like even.
1: six. Maybe like six, <laughs> fine.
0: As soon as we got into plant life.
1: Yeah, plant life, I was gone. I was we like, enjoy. I don't know the problem.
2: We appreciate you calling in, man. But you, bringing it, but you bringing it back, bro, because it goes back to what we were saying. Having the example opportunity changes your outlook. Yep. Those same brothers and sisters that worked for us in the plant, making money wasn't an issue. So half of my employees that never thought to go to college had their own LLC while they were working legitimately in the plant. know, they were willing to be learned from knowledge. that experience. Yep. yep. But oh, I go, ain't going to hold up. We can talk more, bro. If you want to have a special episode oh, on Detroit Plant Life, Plant uh,
1: look, Brittany- Brittany- <laughs> bring that one
2: <someone> together.
1: <laughs> When you pretty? do the when you do the plant life episode, I just tap out and Kato can tap in I don't know what the fuck is happening anymore.
0: All right, Brittany, have you ever have you? Do they not have plants in Cali?
1: No, no, I no not. Sure, going on I'm sure in Cali. I'm sure we I'm sure we make something. We don't we don't we don't make yeah. cars though.
0: Well so once again, as he said, plant life we we're here
1: That's for a we lot do.
0: of midwesterners. Shout out to Toledo, Ohio, Glass City 419, Trey 313. Um, for us in the Midwest, Chicago, Pennsylvania, these places you were to have considered to made it if you were able to get one of these lucrative jobs. You're talking about somebody you know possibly with a high school education maybe not even that who worked in the plant 20 30 years and they're making a, a decent living wage you know above poverty like you you can make some money and we do, so we
1: grow weed and we gangbang here that's what we do oh uh, y'all gangbang right in LA we, yeah. we gangbang and we grow weed that's how it's it's
0: well, profitable Plant life Plant With life. It. Look, weed <laughs> life is profitable. I don't know if gang banging is quite prof- profitable. I mean, I'm sure if it can be organized, I, I love what, mm-hmm. what the homie Killer Mike was trying to show by Crip Cola and all of that. <laughs> it can of be, Cola, look, look, at that point, it can be profitable. You know, but banging on your homies, thats that's death. So, you know. Mm-hmm. But I understand it. It's a whole different lifestyle. I would tell you from the Midwest, we 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 laborers, manufacturers, and if you got a plant job, you was you was in a good spot. Look, Cato, thanks for calling in, man. I appreciate you some mad love out there in Houston. Um one of my brothers, thanks for for, for calling dope dialogue. We appreciate it having you.
2: Absolutely. Always, man. Stay blessed.
1: Hondo, Hondo. Hi, Mr. Cato. Mr. Cato sound like he don't take no shit.
0: Look, it's so funny. When I first got there, Cato was right. He was indifferent. And I was trying to fit in because I was new. I didn't know nothing. And he had it. He was he was lightweight, like he said, when he made his exit, he was he was smarter than everybody else. So he made the transition to kind of come down here and do his thing. Uh and he built a legitimate business while he was in the plant in Houston. Moved around a little bit, but had some time to connect with him. Once again, another business owner, John Cato, run his own business right now. He runs a fertilizer business. Shout out to the homie. Uh, participating in the marijuana industry, right? Like that's, it's, he finding ways to make money selling fertilizers. So at that point, um, you know, he had a good head on his shoulders. We chopped it up a lot. But he had a step ahead. Being very transparent, I had a step ahead. A black father being around can change a black man's life. It's just the facts. Being involved in your child's life and giving them the information, even when they may not necessarily understand it. I be trying to tell my son all the time, Britt. I know he don't understand it. But I'm trying to prepare oh. his mental for when he grows up to go through whatever he go through. When something is hard, I'm in his ass. Bro, that ain't hard enough. It gets worse. You got to go. So, shout mm-hmm. out to the homie, Kato. I'm sorry we went off on the, on the plant life. Maybe we'll talk about it one day. Okay. Okay? Uh, okay. All that being said, look, the line is still open 419 464 7246. Listen to the dope dialogue. I'm the homie Canard. The socials is Canard K-M-G, KMG uh The homie Brittany's
1: socials Queens, Queens underscore underscore, underscore, of, oh, yeah. underscore Kings double
0: S. One F. more time for the people in the back.
1: Queen of Kings. Separated with underscores. Also with a double S. It's complicated. I know. I might change it. You know, whatever. Where's Kato? He needs to plug his damn socials at this point.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> he don't be on socials. Believe it or not, Kato. I feel like OGs don't. Why? We don't. We Because we working.
1: Oh, look at look at how you just smooth snuck yeah, up. I mean, the mm-hmm.
0: only reason people see me is because this is my passion. You know, I'm I'm passionate about this. Like, for me, this is fun. This is enjoyable. I get to jump on here for an hour, hour and a half and have conversations with people. Lightweight is therapeutic. I had conversations with my homies. If you out there in the chat, you want to talk about voting, you want to talk about what's going on, what you believe to be the ills of the African-American community, our country, hit me up. 419-464-7246. In an attempt to not end the show so heavy and with some lightheartedness, we're going to get into some this or some that. Um, You want to do that, Britt? You want to get into some this or that? Sure, let's do it. All right, let's see what it hit like. And... Let's see what we got. What we got with this or that? What you got for me?
1: Mm, since we just, you know, talked about California versus the Midwest, sort of, kind of. Yeah. East Coast or West Coast?
0: Both. But if I had to choose, my heart is in the... And so I'll say both only because... Musically, initially I was really influenced by the East. I was lyrically, I just rocked with the East. But musically, sound, I love the West. If we talking about East or West, I got to go Cali. I had a chance to visit Seattle last year. That was a vibe. I love the Bay. I love San Diego. Been to Portland. If we talking about the East, I've been to New York. been to Carolina, South and North, and Florida, and I would just say if if I had to choose, yeah, it'd be West Coast. Ding, I fuck with the East. Yeah, I fuck with the East though. I would choose the West. <laughs>
1: basketball that? or football?
0: Oh, basketball. By far. I enjoy watching the NFL and I'm probably more passionate about it now uh-huh. than I was when I was younger watching football, but Basketball's an I mean football's an art, but basketball's majestic.
1: It's majestic. <laughs> we agree today. We agree today. Um on a plane, a crying baby or a sleeping neighbor that might be like sleep on your body, like inconveniencing your trip. Obviously pre COVID. 'Cause you know, there are seats between us now. Ugh,
0: I don't like neither one of them. Choices.
1: <laughs> me neither.
0: I would take the crying baby. I'm a big dude. I be wanting my space on the plane. Don't 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 be laying on me. I actually had somebody. I had to hit him with
1: that shoulder. Get up off me, player. Hey, right. yo, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Wake up. <laughs> I've had to drop mine a couple times. You resting too heavy. Hold on. Let me just Yeah,
0: man. I had to let that go.
1: So you don't
0: take the got? crying baby, yeah, I, I choose crying baby, crying baby is is what I'm looking for,
1: cool, 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 okay,, uh, yeah, do we get
0: a ding 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 on that
1: we get we do get a ding 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 because headphones, so oh, okay. yeah, there you go, on the strength of headphones alone, ding ding ding, funny to me <laughs> what we got <laughs> next? Apple juice or orange juice? This is important.
0: Oh, I'm an apple juice, man. Unless it's simply orange. But other than simply orange, it's, it's straight
1: apple juice. Apple and everything. How about mimosas, though?
0: I'm not. I'm a man. I don't I don't really do champagne and oh, the champagne.
1: anymore. only juice. bitches care about brunch. Is yeah, what you're saying, huh?
0: Sunday brunch. Sunday fun day. Turn up.
1: Oh, I miss brunch. Money to me. Okay, you get a ding, ding, ding on that one too.
0: Ding, ding, ding. Okay. Apple juice. Ding, ding, Okay.
1: Um. Extreme kink or vanilla sex?
0: Vanilla. I. I mean, I, I'll go. I'll go. Ain't no
1: in between. We're extreme. Yeah, sex. I
0: can't do extreme kink. That no. Wait on that. know. me with it. that.
1: Vanilla, too. I'll take it.
0: Yeah, vanilla. I mission, I mean, how can you beat like a missionary or a doggy? That's Classic love is good. <laughs> you get it to, done. You don't need yeah, you don't need much more than that. That'll get you through life right there.
1: Shower or bath.
0: Man. How <laughs> I, I mean, is it is it light skin shit for me to be like bath? Look, a, a good no. bath is woof Getting clean, period. The process of washing dirt off your body and feeling fresh is mm-hmm. always a great feeling, but a bath is soothing, it's therapeutic.
1: I'ma go I'ma go bath. Do you rinse off before or after you're in the bath water?
0: You supposed to rinse?
1: See how you act? See? <laughs> See? I think once I
0: step out of the out of the bath i'm gucci right
1: no you're not oh you You can't
0: you can't you can't
1: fester in dusty ass water and then get your ass out of it without rinsing off the dust oh i'm confused if you take your dingy body and soak it in water the water is dingy you can't just get out you gotta rinse off the dinge before you exit Okay, well, fine. Do you, live, don't, it, don't, live your life. Live how you live it. I, it <laughs> sounds like
0: we a point, but I maybe it's been so long since I've taken a bath. Usually, though, I mean, usually, I, I'm not taking a bath nowadays unless a woman running for me. You, know, you got to run. You, draw me a bath, baby. You know what I'm saying? Light like the homie some candles. Cater to me real quick.
1: You know? Light the homie some candles. You know, I mean, <laughs>
0: that's probably the only time it's acceptable, right? Like, I ain't just like, oh, I'm about to go ahead and get the scents and the, you know, like I, I'm gonna need that ran for me. Draw me a bath, baby. You know, I it was a hard day. Chill it. You know, well, we what else we got?
1: COVID or herpes? Oh. Covid, <laughs> covid, without question. Without question, herpes. I herpes, you, you can herpes die from covid, you, though, right? But, but you can you. also
0: live from covid, and it ain't got you it can. ain't fucking with, with with your sex shit.
1: You can, but you also might die.
0: I die. I die with herpes too.
1: <laughs> so you're you're taking covid?
0: Yeah, I do. I got to do covid, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ain't nobody getting
1: no herpes. <laughs> Ain't no Straight herpes up. over here. Um, y'all, y'all miss me with that ass
0: or tits? Ass by far. Y'all got to forgive me. You know, if you' watching, I'm, I'm making sure some of my stuff is right. But I, I definitely, I definitely have to go.
1: go ass. Definitely. That's one hundred percent.
0: Okay. 100%. Why? Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm built for it. (laughs) I'm built for ass. You know what I'm saying? My body frame. It's just, I like it a little thicker. I, you know, it's built for it. You know what I'm saying? So, so for me, I'm not, I don't discriminate. I think that all people are beautiful. Ladies, you know, little booties matter too. But and I and I appreciate a little booty, but uh, yeah, definitely had to be ass. On ass. yeah, and not no fake dumper. No, nah, that's disgusting. Oh, I want your ratios, you know, to be right. If you got a little booty, have little legs. You know, don't don't have gargantuan booty and and little legs. That ain't that ain't hot.
1: It don't work out very well. It's Not hot, man. Nobody like that. Who like that? One got to go forever. Pizza, tacos, or burgers?
0: Forever? Forever. Hamburger. But then I... man, pizza and tacos, I could live off that. And chicken. Pizza, tacos, chicken. Burgers That's it.
1: Forever. That's all I
0: eat the rest of my life. I wouldn't have no issues.
1: Okay, cool. Um, A year homeless versus a year in jail?
0: I'm homeless. I don't... Don't put me in no jail. I'm great on that. You're gonna be homeless? I'd much rather be homeless because as a homeless man, I could still get out and get some pussy. Excuse my language. Homeless people fuck too. i have seen it in Austin, Texas. It's
1: possible. You can get some butt in jail. Oh
0: see.
1: I mean you said it. I'm just
0: saying. I'm just saying, yeah, I'm I'm Gucci on that. You can miss me.
1: The I'm guards cool. be giving it up too. Miss me. So I'm you want to look for where you gonna live? You wanna you wanna be cold at night? You wanna search for your own food on the strength of pussy alone? It's
0: a very powerful thing. Three
1: hundred and sixty-five days.
0: Three sixty-five. I'd live on the street before I went to jail. In the jail, look. In the jail, they limit where you go. I, look, I, I'll just be honest, y'all. I, I'm not built for jail. I don't care how tough you got to be to be in that motherfucker. You'll never see me like, oh, no, I'm built for that. No, no, I'm built to be free. Because after being homeless, you know, I've controlled where I was at. I can control where I sleep. I can control getting a tent. I can control going to get some food. When you in jail, they control you. I'm straight. I, I don't, I'm not into being controlled. It's just it's not my vibe. I
1: think you know? I'd rather take jail.
0: What? Why? Because you you want another meal?
1: I just value security. in for what for what jail can provide?
0: Yeah, I don't want to be jail cold. dangerous though.
1: It is, but I must stay out the way.
0: I would stay out of the way too
1: i'm gonna stay out the way
0: I, I would probably be the brother that would be in jail trying to get education and trying to help young black brothers change their lives like i
1: see I and not pro- prison either <laughs> jail like county oh county for a year jail.
0: it's yeah, jail you not can't prison live in
1: jail for a year you can't be yeah you
0: can in jail. Can't you? No. Yeah,
1: well, I guess yeah you, you can. can yeah you can be in jail for a i don't year. know nigga in jail. Come yeah, on. You I, yeah,
0: I guess you're right. Prison is different. No, I'm still homeless. I'm
1: straight. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll be in jail.
0: Yeah, she said I'll be in jail. What you say I can I guarantee all three of my meals.
1: Yeah, I mean it's gonna be they're gonna be trash, but no. At least at least I'm gonna have a little piece of a blanket.
0: No relationship with the female species is way too important for me. And I ain't even really the one to be simped out on a woman. I'd much rather choose one and just, yo, we gonna be homeless together, baby, me and you.
1: So the (laughs) Vagine is that powerful? Star Wars over the Vagine. How, 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 I'm in your business. How long has, how long has a dry spell been?
0: Oh, I've gone a year, year and a half. Well, then you
1: can do it.
0: No, I don't want to.
1: Okay, well, there's that.
0: I mean, <laughs> when I did that at that particular point, actually, I did it when I was I was kind of going through the plant life after I got laid off. Like, I just didn't want to be involved with anybody because at that point, women I was dealing with, when my money was up, they weren't fucking with me no more because mm. my money was down. Mm-hmm. You know? Um And so, at that time, like, I just was, I was focused on what my next steps was going to be because, I mean, I was pretty much homeless, you know? I I didn't have a play. I had a car, you know? I could get back and forth. And then, you know, I got some dollars and got me another spot that wasn't where that was. It didn't cost as much. I found a job. And at that time, I just, I wasn't, my mind wasn't on them. My mind was on improving myself and, and getting my mental straight because it was a blow. I was writing music. I had a lot of shit. I wasn't going to be no good dude anyway. And so, just <coughs> off strip, I ain't even go to no strip clubs after that because that was a waste of money for me.
1: Well, you know? yeah, at that point.
0: You know, when you realize, like, man, you didn't gave all this money away and, and now ain't nobody really even kind of rocking with you and like, all right, bet. So, yeah, I, you know, year in a year and a half, I, I paused out, but that was a conscious choice. What I want is the ability to be like, oh, I'm straight. I want some now. Can't do that in jail.
1: <laughs>
0: in jail, yeah, they like, no. You better
1: befriend you a guard.
0: Oh, I definitely probably would have did that if she was cute. Hey, baby girl was good.
1: You know, them guards, they be thick on the bottom, too. Oh, they do. Mm-hmm. Oh, they do. And yeah, they, be fucking, they
0: be fucking with the inmates. I
1: they know. Be
0: I know. They be pin-paling motherfuckers when they get out.
1: <laughs> Running shit for them. So I'm yeah. in jail. Listen, I'm in jail. you am in jail? I'm straight. I'm
0: all the way in jail. <laughs> As a black man, I don't want to be in nobody's jail, homie. Straight. We Bro, got anything else? Th- That's it. That's it. That's it. Th- we would like to tell y'all thank you for tuning in to Dope Dialogue, 10th episode we encourage you to vote for whoever you see fit. Uh, but really, it is only one candidate at this hmm. point that's presidential. Uh, but we're not going to judge you different. We'd like to thank y'all for participating, hitting the chat. He not. Calling he in. not.
1: I'm judging. He
0: not. That being said, look, we're going to see y'all next week. For Brittany King, it's the homie Kennard. This has been Dope Dialogue, and we outie.
2: Bye.